0: Welcome back to The Graveyard Shift. I'm Nathan Rouse. And I'm James Pugh. And today we're going to feel particularly inferior because we're joined (laughs) by the eminent headmaster of Recon College, Tim Firth. Uh, Tim created headlines earlier this year by saying the idea that everyone should go to university created absurd and unnecessary pressure. Uh, It's quite a bold thing for an independent head to say. and I'm interested, Tim, to know whether you got much support for your (laughs) (laughs) stance. Yes,
1: I, I guess I'd preface my remarks by saying... Uh, They weren't driven by me wanting to protect children from, uh, to quote you, unnecessary pressure. Um, uh, It was simply that the um, university system is essentially broken in that it's just not fit for purpose. Uh, and that's driving so many employee uh, employers to look beyond the degree back to A-level, for example, which is a more reliable indication of whether people can work under pressure and possibly even how bright they are. Uh, and, and one could prove that by simply looking at the number of firsts that universities give out in a self-serving way to make sure that the next generation apply to them. So employers aren't daft, they just look at this and think, what's this told me about you? I didn't know at 18. So on the one hand, it's a little bit bonkers. Everybody really working at university and schools knows this. It's a question of how often they say it and publicly and to whom. So that that was what was driving it. In terms of support, well, I didn't put it so brutally uh, to to, to fellow fellow heads and to universities. But if you mean did I get people writing emails to me uh, a year after uh, the headline appeared in newspapers, then the answer is yes. I did get people um, privately say, you know, quite right, good for you, Um, that was brave, was it stupid? But as an independent school, you'd have
0: assumed that, that parents who send their kids there want the very best, and they, the assumption is that the very best is university.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, and I hope they continue to put uh, us under pressure to want the very best. It's a question of just um, redefining terms for them, if need be, uh, educating them. I think actually at Rekin now, we're a few years on from the business school, and a few years on from selling to prospective parents and current parents uh, the idea that it's a horse for a course and that university might or might not be right. But um, if you can get into a top uh, 10, shall we call it, university, that's one thing. And that might speak in the workplace. But if you're not getting in, if you're getting into one of the um, less impressive universities, shall we put it, uh, that might not be a good use of money. And actually, we might be selling uh, a dud to the child. We might be sending the child into a world of delusion as well. You know, what's the point in doing that? Let's talk about what they might do. Uh, which they could be good at and the, the the world needs
0: and is that opening up now are then are then are then employers realizing that are they changing their criteria for for choosing are they thinking well we've got to get to these kids before they go
1: to i university, think there's, we'll least, them. there's some evidence of that yeah okay um I, I think and only today i talked to a boy actually who's got himself on a pwc scheme again Fantastic. so i tell you that nathan live on stage great uh, it's happened again we got two last year um and uh th- they've backed pwc look like they're backing uh, it up to 18-year-olds and seeing um, if they can make a judgment there. I think a lot of employers are setting their own tests in the same way that um, you know universities have had to set their own tests when they worried about the efficacy of A-level results. So it's, it's almost as if the system is handing on problems to the next uh, layer. And I think employers are now setting their own um, scrutinies. And I don't just mean interview. Because that's old money. I mean, interview plus a series of tests to find out whether the people are bright, um, flexible, and so on. And not just
0: the PwC guys, I guess. You kind of want every, you know, yeah. a bunch of Shropshire employees to go, well, hold on a second,
1: university might not be the thing for us. I, I think if, I'm sure Shropshire is probably wiser than London. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that yeah, I think, <laughs> they must they must be looking at the first like us and thinking... Is this right? What does it say? Can these people actually boil kettles, really? Um, so they, they, they must be all over working out how they must ask questions, because they've been forced into it by the system. Let alone going to university and coming out with a third. And that's was course. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of fool does that? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, so Tim, so um, am I right in thinking that you started um, REACH in 2016? You are right. Yes. Um, and what attracted you to the role in the challenge in the first place? That, that's an interesting question. Um,
1: we like those here. We like yeah, those no, it's sorts good. of yeah, questions. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I was. Um, good cop back on, as I said. About whether I'd apply for the job. Uh, I was a bit surprised, you know, obviously an error of judgment in, in, in approaching <laughs> me. Uh, and um, then the person rang back and they seemed to know quite a bit about me. So I suppose I thought, well, they're serious. So it'd be rude not to be serious back. I made a visit and immediately I thought, I want to apply for a job at Reakin because I just thought it was a fantastic uh, vibe, as the ghastly Americans would put it. I, I just sensed that there was a r- right old variety of people at the school, but they had a common denominator of sort of decency. They seemed to collaborate. The school had some fantastic kit. Did a whole bunch of stuff I approved of, uh, and I just felt a willingness of the community to pull together, and I was a bit sort of seduced by it actually.
2: And what was the reputation at the school at the time?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I lived in Sussex at the time. Um, if I'd asked people at the school in Sussex, "Have you heard of Reekin?" Uh, I think those those in the know would have said, "Yes, HMC School, lying in Shropshire." Um, you know, and, and some would have said, "What? You know, Reekin, Reekin." Um, so I don't think it was, it's not famous down there, um, but everybody who knows anything about schools knew it was an HMC school, so that's like an Egon Roney guide, you know, kite mark for schools. Um, it must be pretty good. So I, I, knew, it was, I knew it was a, a pretty good application, and I was very flattered to be asked to do it. But was it, did you get a, were you challenged
0: in terms of, was the, did the governors go, not only do we want a new head, we also want X in that new head we want we want that something that you're going to need to tackle did they outline the challenges because i mean i know there'd been there'd been a number of heads for a variety of reasons yeah. pre and i remember our first chat yes. which was oh, nice to meet you nice to meet. You. how long are you going to be here <laughs> and yeah. uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, you, you know, you want to follow on often. You know, schools yes. have a strategic development and a plan and they go, well, this person fits the mould yep. and then it's that. But you were quite different in that. Uh, well,
1: yes, what an irony because I, I suppose they thought they needed to be a bit cautious and get some <laughs> um, sort of boring person. I mean, they, they were half right. Uh, you know, I am boring. But uh, I think you're right, Nathan. Uh, it was a bit choppy. So, So in answer to your question, they were concerned I'd hang around for a bit and, and I spent, they spent some time digging around me domestically and personally to yeah. see whether I thought a bloke who would stick around a bit. And, and then they were interested in how I would play um, the, the balls it lay. And it, it, um, they knew that the school needed some sort of reformation because uh, I think part and parcel of the coming and going was that some things had been neglected. Um, so they knew the school needed some evolution. Indeed, that's the word the chairman used um an intelligent steer for me actually he said uh, i think the drill was for me speaking in a live interview uh, talk about an enlightened evolution so Ooh. it needs some change but don't please hit it with a hammer because there have been a few bosses and you know these people need looking after so i thought that was intelligent um mm. so that i spoke to that motion and that's what i've been trying to do actually okay. evolve it because that's the job of any uh, MD, isn't it, Um, to change it rather than just work at it and all that. Um, But do it uh, whilst liking it. Mm. What changes have you made? Almost none at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's why he's leaving. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, It hasn't worked. uh, It was a great
1: experiment, a costly one. Uh, uh, I find myself um, (laughs) in a strange position of being probably, uh, though my staff might laugh at this or some of them, a a reasonable man-manager. And I think one of the fears in appointing me was that I perhaps wouldn't necessarily change enough. You know, I wonder whether the occupational um, questionnaire I filled in, you know, might have suggested that. But I find myself having changed um, loads of things and finding it uh, refreshing to have done so. And I think one of the reasons why. Um, I'm not the man I married, or I'm surprised by the fact <laughs> I, I've been known as a change agent by some of the staff who think mm. they know, or, and the parents who think they know about types, you're change agent. is because the team is so good. The, the, my, my senior management team are old enough and ugly enough to run the school on their own. And they're so uh, nice as people, so collaborative, that I gave one a job, the other a job, and you know, that, okay, Tim, that's, that's good by us. You know, deeply decent people who knew I liked the school and so wanted to come and help the school, and we cracked on. So we changed loads of things. We've put up lots of new buildings. Uh, we changed the academic um, system of tracking, uh, route and branch, made lots of new appointments of different tiers in the organogram, um, started business school, which wasn't my idea. It was the chairman's idea and some of the governors who actually uh, put some personal money into it. Um, but I, uh, So I was, I was asked whether I approved of this, did I want to row back? No, not at all. And then we start to accelerate away a little bit in terms of um, the big idea, uh, which we've touched on already, about what horses and what courses. Yeah. But I guess that there's that thing that sort of says, uh,
0: if, you're, if you're stepping back, as this uh, not an exclusive, but um, you, are, you are leaving post at the end of the academic year to kind of obviously understand you were brought in to transform, to, to enlighten and uh, an evolutionary process. So, so obviously, you would feel that you're leaving the school in a better position, <laughs> but you're also setting quite a high benchmark for um, the
1: successor. And and are you involved in that process? Is that something? Well, like I, that? I haven't deliberately, you know, set a high bar to watch somebody <laughs> jump under it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's the job, isn't it, to try and make things better. Um, and I, I, suppose, I shall deceive myself in thinking I have. Uh, it's not for me to say in the end, is it? It's it's for pupils and parents to. You know, uh, make the decision about that. Um, the I'm not exactly sure formally. I know what my part in the process is, but I've got a very flexible chairman who who has um, talked to me about the process. I did meet the six um, short. Shaw- Ish listed candidates. Uh, it's been boiled, boiled off to four. They're coming back next week, so this is pretty hot off the press. Fantastic! It is um, hot off. The- and, and so yeah, and and uh, I was invited to uh, the wash up session, as it's Great, called yes. in the trade, isn't it, to, to talk about my findings with each of the characters, the six who saw me for half an hour. I think their job was to pick my brain, despite the fact they were given half an hour, <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, and then sort of say what I thought. Uh, in contradistinction possibly to the panel who'd met them together so that's that's, so it's an open thing but I'm sure I won't get a say in who they appoint. that would be madness it
0: must be strange though because you're now involved in a process of which you were part of six and a half years ago um, to sort of see what that wash up process was like must be quite interesting just to it's a a forerunner and a a view of the future at the same time
1: yeah it's exciting work I mean I I I like the idea of selecting people for jobs one of the delights of my job is to pick people uh, and back them you know, pupils uh, with uh, innovative ideas, staff who come to me with ideas, promote people. You know, I think my job is to say yes 90% of the time at least and not no to almost anything I'm asked because you've just got to let people go and back them. So the idea of you know, appointing somebody who in an Uber sense has got the role uh, is exciting and it's something I'd quite like to do in the future actually, uh, you know read Horse Flesh and work out which one's, yeah. which one's <laughs> the back. But I guess then Reek
0: in 2016 versus Reek in 2022, you can do the stats. You will know the school is, is it in better shape? Has it got more pupils? Is it a better uh,
1: SLT? I mean, what, yeah. what, how do you benchmark? Again, you know, you're partly asking the wrong man because I'm bound to write my own encomium. You get, um, you get the opportunity. But, but yeah. uh, I suppose, in, empiric, sitting, sticking to empirical facts, yeah, the school is nearly 50% bigger than it was in 2016. So by one metrics by which successful schools are judged and possibly heads, you know, uh, has it got bigger? Um, that's, the, it's the, that's probably the only question that most governors really you know, want, <laughs> want to come back to. And I don't blame them, actually, because it only gets bigger if other things have gone right. You can't deceive a whole bunch of people. You can deceive a few. God knows I've tried. Um, but you can't deceive that many people. Um, so uh, we've got a bigger role. We've opened a lot of new resources, a lot of buildings, I could sort of list them, but there's been, you know, one or two every year for the last sort of six years. Um, And our results, you know, this this is the way I think schools are judged, the three R's, not reading, writing, arithmetic, but results, uh, resources, the role. Uh, They're the the three R's and the metrics by which I've made it very clear to my team, um, you know, we're judging ourselves. Um, we've also had a development plan, uh, which is about sort of micro, and macro things. Um, it, it's a kind of a bit of a, a list on a fridge with a fridge magnet. But that existed before you arrived. No, that, it did, no, no, oh, there didn't. No, oh, okay. no, it, it didn't really. It was partly to do with the regime change, I think. I think one person in post had begun a development plan, um, but <laughs> in it, 1978. Uh, it, no, <laughs> but it was it was sort of sawn off, a bit abandoned. Um, so that that's that's where it was and it, it's been great uh, with the team and the team means the whole school to Do a two-year plan and we've embarked upon our second one And you were always gonna spend this amount of time or were you
0: I mean, you know You've plenty of life left in in this old dog. I'd have assumed um, But would you would you did you think it was gonna be a six seven-year gig? Were you thinking ten My five five, two? It uh, was
1: very clear in offering the baton to me. He said this is a five to seven-year uh, gig uh, uh, you know as far as they were concerned and I said that's fair enough um I'll be coming up to sort of 59 and a half um children always count halves don't they uh, <laughs> so you know so for me that echoed a little bit I'll have done seven years uh, my daughter left uh, last year um, they're all off my hands now my children fantastic some of them have roofs and money um so yeah, a little bit. A their little, own money. Their own money, yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, perfect. So, uh, <laughs> chucking all that into the mix, uh, it just felt about right. I think, in the end, it's, it's, you just feel it's about right, don't you? I, I love the school, and no. it's been very easy to stay at the school, and it'd be very nice to take the money, you know, but I'm not sure that's right. I, I think the next person needs to come on and say, right, what's the next thing for this place?
2: You've touched on the business school. Mm. Um, you recently appointed a new head of business school. We did. Um, where do you see the business school you know heading? Um, it's yeah. under new direction? Thanks for asking, James. Um, <laughs> uh, I had a meeting with the SMT and invited
1: in Darren Blanche, who's the new head of business school, very variable very bloke. PWC. That's where he thumbs up, uh, went uh, straight from Cambridge University. That's a university probably still worth going to. Uh, he's a bright <laughs> lad. Um, and the next uh, phase is to, yes, to continue with some of the exciting things that it's done. But to be hypercritical, it's had some flash and some bang and possibly some wallop, but it's not absolutely sufficiently in the warp and weft of the school. And in the last discussion, uh, it it was all about letting the SMT know that uh, we need to get employability a little bit more into the curriculum so that it's age-appropriate, but um, the children are encountering the business school as an idea through the medium of uh, maths, numeracy, um, English, communication and uh, ICT, uh, you know, because computers are the future in the workplace. And this guy is very, very able. And indeed, he's sold exams he's written to examining boards. Uh, And we're producing our own um, sort of wrapper. Uh, And that involves taking over to an extent some of the examples used in English maths and computing. So that uh, they're getting two for the price of one, getting better at maths. But all the examples might come out of the world of business, commerce... Uh, reading business sheets and we can just see that making the boat go faster for the business school and for maths and from entry level for 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 the school children so from 11 up rather than a sort of 14 or 16 or all all the way through okay um so that i think that's that's kind of where it's going next it's being dug into the roots as well as decorating the branches
2: and have you listened to local employers you know struggling to recruit and you know is this Part of the idea well, we had, that you're going to help the chamber yep. today. We had the chamber of commerce, the the, the 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 chief exec sort of
0: saying it's all about skills, and and Shropshire struggling like lots of others. Yep. Location, you know, yep. people trying to get to here. Using us as an example, um, or you uh, as an example, <laughs> <laughs> to find you—it's yeah. um, it, 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 not that easy. And so, skills and employability, and the sort of entrepreneurial skills you want to kind of encourage and create. I mean, that you know, my children—I, my father was in the services, mum was mum was a
1: nurse. There was no kind of entrepreneurial yeah. endeavour
0: in well, the they, Rouse house. I'm sure,
1: um, looking at their son, I suspect there was a bit of entrepreneurial flavour in them. But you're right, yeah. expressing it, mm. giving conduits to express it. Uh, even less likely than having it. Um, And we thought in very narrow silos, didn't we? Uh, I think actually these skills are a bit more transferable these days. People realize that they're going to dot around. We've been saying this for 20 years in the workplace. And there's some evidence it's happening. Um, But I think educationally at schools, schools need to take that on uh, and um, not just pass the problem on in the forms of GCSEs to the next step and universities to employers. I think um, it's beholden on, on, on everybody to have a go. At getting ready, the, the future workforce. Yeah. One thing I've really
0: noticed actually at Reakin is the number is the flow through then of of services and providers coming into the school, which seems like it's a natural thing in business. You would have a mix. You would have lots of people coming through here, different sort of providers and professional yeah. services and collaboration. Yeah. And schools in and of old always used to. Well, our teachers taught business studies for the last thirty years. He's perfectly good at this. Why on earth would we need anybody else? But I think has shown i guess it needed the business school to
1: have that opportunity to, to flag wave it did and it was very brave of the governing body literally to put the money where uh, that that mouth was uh, and it's a bit different because i think most schools haven't got one they've got a business place in which the academic subjects are taught we've got four academic subjects by the way which is about two more for the next one because we do accounting uh, a level for heaven's sake very popular with people from Ukraine, um, you know, from China. Uh, it's a bit of a niche thing. So we've got... We're, academically, we're doing lots of this. Um, but it was, it was the whole uh, temple to employability beyond that academic. Um, and so that was a bit different, actually, Nathan. I think, and I think, you know, I... Whenever I talk about what we're trying to do to produce people, yes, with the grades to open doors, but where, the wherewithal to know which one to go through and what to do when they go on the other side, the parents... Increasingly drink this up. They 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 love this because they're worried about it. Probably because some of them, you know, they they work for a living like the rest of us, and they're sort of they're seeing it. And um, I would say that's one of the big reasons for the school's growth. Actually, that we uh, we know that rugby is important per se, but we're also trying to teach um, a bit more explicitly. You know, being in a team, running a team, getting shut up and getting in the pack uh, (laughs) when it's the right time. You know, being led, leading. Uh, And we're more conscious in the language we use around things like that, being the CCF, Duke of Edinburgh. Uh, We even call the CCF and Duke Duke of Edinburgh uh, character adventure training. It's called CAT, and and there's somebody i put in charge of it. And so the language is self-consciously around coaching people to get in the pack and run the pack, and link it to their futures. And it isn't just Emperor's New Clothes in the sense that we've literally put a lot of money behind this and we're constantly trying to uh, improve it. And there's, there's, there's a lot we need to do to improve it. But I think we're, we're going at that. Whereas, you know, grammar schools, this is no attack on grammar schools, but they, 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 that's not their issue. They just won't even think about that. And a lot of schools don't think about it particularly. Or careers are a sort of bolt-on. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's,
0: it's interesting, but I wonder if that's because partly the parental demographic has changed. Um, it's interesting to, to, to see maybe 30 years ago, there wouldn't have been the sort of business owner, entrepreneur, Uh, even, you know, sole business owner, you know, sole traders. There's lots of people um, at the school gate who aren't sort of, you know, huge accountants or big lawyers or whatever. They're they're, they're running their own own gig.
1: Um,
0: And maybe that helps too. Maybe the parents were. Did you find that? Parents being inspired by the business school uh, uh, and being uh, delighted that their kids had an opportunity that they never had?
1: Yes. Um, And believe it or not, um, and this is ironic really because we should have sort of been more aware of it than I was, but when I went back to Bailey... Um, who was the founder of Reakin. Um, I read somewhere in a historical book that he was interested in sort of producing pupils who would be of some use in the world. <laughs> no, so he had half an eye. Yeah. Radical thinking for a head. <laughs> yeah. um, and, a and so he had, ha- he had a half an eye on this 150 years ago. And I thought, gosh, we could have made more of this as we marketed this new idea, you know, ancient and modern. We didn't. I think it's latently always been there. The governors, most of the governors are self-made, very wealthy people through their own businesses. So many people out of their own business money are funding pupils to reek in. So it speaks very much to the demographic, but, you know, to answer your question, I think we're, we're ripe for it. Whether, you know, um, this would be as possible in Surrey, uh, you know, with, with that kind of, Backdrop if all parents were medics and lawyers. I don't know. Mm. Hey, talking
0: about giving back, actually, uh, just one thing that, that sparked the, the the sort of idea was the Foundation Day, um, which was you talk about governors being sort of self made and wealthy and the parent body being great and uh, independent schools, particularly coming under some sort of fire for are they doing enough to support, assist other schools in the area? VAT um,
1: in the news today?
0: Oh, grammar schools yesterday. Enough. I mean, there's a, there, there are some changes afoot. Um, but, but the Foundation Day, just explain what you set up and what it was uh, aimed
1: to achieve. Thank you very much for that opportunity. Um, I'll take that one. Um, <laughs> the Foundation is unashamedly a, uh, a committee which drives an operation that's designed uh, sort of unifocally to raise money for bursarial funds, to bring to RIKIN pupils whose parents just would not have a chance of accessing it. It sounds a little bit high and mighty, because you know there are other really good schools available. But we happen to believe that we're one of the best in the area, and we we happen to believe that if you get to Rekin and you work closely with us and we're lucky enough to have you, um, that that it actually can alter you know your horizons. Um, and rather impressively, you know one uh, parent who is, who's paying for a child who's not their own in perpetuity. Uh, has done so simply because he said to me, Tim, um, my dad went to an independent school on a free place. He was he was given this opportunity and he, he told me that, you know, without that, there wouldn't be a you. Uh, <laughs> and it's as simple as that. This stuff really matters. So uh, that's a really stark, it's a, it was a really stark kind of uh, example there. No, it's um, really nice to, and, that, and, and, to have someone come so, back on that. So, so that's what... That's what we're doing. And we've reformed the, the committee. And it's a bit more unashamedly Bob Geldof these days. You know, we, we, just, we just think there's no problem with this deeply moral contract of saying, gizzy your money. Uh, for this cause. This is not about laying down an AstroTurf or a swimming pool. You know, I feel strongly that, um, obviously, we won't stop people giving money. <laughs> they, <you> know, if, <laughs> if, no, we're not having that money I, for the AstroTurf. I, I, I want to give you a 50-metre swimming pool. You know, I mean, I'd probably persuade them not to do it and give money to the foundation, but if they insisted on the swimming pool, I'd, I wouldn't stand in their way. <laughs> um, but this is all about... Um, you know money goes straight into fees. Uh, we don't we don't take any fat out of it. It goes straight into fees. And most people, you know like that, they want to be sure where their money's going. And of course, what an easy thing you know I'm not a salesman really, but I find it very easy to go up to anybody and say, well,, uh, you know, it's a question of how much you've got. You'll give me something. How much can you can you give me? Um, and that's what that foundation committee does. Uh, and so um, we appointed a director of the foundation. She was a very, very good uh, sort of young thruster, very able. Um, she went off and learnt the science of how to run a development office, how to um, you know, get funds, and she did it very successfully well. And our first uh, giving day raised a decent amount of money a massive amount of money really if you think about if you yeah. if you think about i mean
0: you know given a hundred grand it was pretty yes. it was pretty fantastic yeah. uh,
1: and and you know i'd like to thank uh, publicly anybody if anybody's listening to this uh you know anybody who thought about doing it and indeed did it yeah and also i think that
0: what one of those things it felt very um like the whole school was involved it was comic relief children need ask yes. it was totalizers running totals yeah. updates it was, a, it was a
1: great way of going it, after and and it's um and it isn't just an adjunct to the school i mean the school and the foundation should be the same stuff it's about a, it's about believing in a good education it's about wanting people to join our community Uh, of a really various sort. We've got 25 people, 25 countries around the world at the school. We've got people, half the intake at 11 plus is from state school primaries, half is from um, prep schools. This is a real, really diverse, you know, diversity and inclusion that the buzzwords um, of, of the moment Reekin's always been like that. And it's wanting to do more and more like that. Isn't it funny, though, from the outside, when people talk about independent schools, there's this
0: automatic discounting of... us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's horrendous. Hmm.
2: Yeah, just looking at the sort of wider education industry, I'm going to play bad cop now. You know, what are the main... (laughs) We said it was coming. Good. (laughs) What are the main, you know, issues, you know, going forward for schools? Face So independent schools or all schools? Well, all schools, really.
1: I think, um... I think an examination that's fit for purpose, uh, by which I mean completely believable to the next consumer of it, is really important. And I think there's a bit of a crisis there. I think that crisis, as we've touched upon, is really crystallised uh, more at university level, because I think I still think that A level uh, and indeed Tech, are much more reliable kite marks. IB diploma, very much, uh, you know, st- still um, currency that's that's worth something. Degrees aren't really. There's a real problem, isn't there? I mean... It's an intake of my, breath. My, <laughs> my own daughter uh, went off to uni um, a month ago, whatever it was, up to Durham. Good university, you know, probably worth going to. She, she got in off her own merit. I did take the liberty of looking at Palatinate, which was the Durham University um, paper. Um, and uh, some wise old bird on the inside looked at the number of grades that were being given out. And in English literature, which is her degree... 97% of pupils were awarded either a first or a 2-1. So I didn't think, well, she'd go down to the pub and have a drink and she'll be fine. But you can see this, 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 there's a problem in, in the sector. And I, I'd hate to think my daughter would be made to pay for this remark. But yeah. uh, there is, there is a, I think that's where the educational problem really is. You know. And all these people who say, why aren't bright people a bright young Germans going off to different sorts of place to de- learn different sorts of things. I-, I think they're right, aren't they? Yeah. Um, you know, my granddad used to do the Times crossword in about half an hour, but he left school at 12. You know, uh, he's obviously a very, very bright bloke, but what was so special about university? So I, I think I think that's the absolute nub of it. and And so school's problems, uh, I think, are going to become a little bit, well... You have to think a bit more broadly about where you're going to if employers end up thinking degrees aren't any good because too many schools just pump into unis. So, this problem will back up. And it's interesting because this isn't stuff that parents
0: sometimes want to hear, which is why it's a brave yeah. it's a bra- brave point. You know, to, uh, a person, parents bring their children to, to, to an independent school and they think, right, well, this yeah. is them set for 21, yeah. um, 18 at uh, yours, and then three somewhere else or four. Um, so, the fact that there is, uh, maybe they just haven't been. Uh, thinking about an alternative because of, it's always been put down—the alternative to university. I mean, I didn't go to university. I didn't feel I did. I probably yeah, I did for a bit. Felt oh god, all my friends have gone to university. Yes. but I kind of blagged my
1: way onto a postgrad course um, based on work experience and, and without and, wishing to fill you full of helium. No. You know, had you had you applied, you got into one of the top twenty. It's as yeah. up to that. But you just you just, you and your parents thought differently. Yeah, agreed. and that's what I'm saying about my my granddad. Mm. So it's uh, it's a bit odd this assumption. Uh, you know, education, education, education. I think it was Blair said that, didn't he? Yeah, it's indeed. kind of gone a strange route since mm. around about that time. And therefore,
0: if, if, if education is changing in, in terms of what the output is mm. right at the end, so there's 18 to 21, mm. obviously you have to provide enough diversity in that education from 11 to 18 to give them all those options. But that makes Reek a busier place, more staff, more courses it's more, certainly
1: more ambitious i mean yeah. if, if you I, I went to stockport grammar and um it was simpler back then you know uh you said to the careers person one of three different areas of you know professional life <laughs> as you planned, and uh, you know you went into those silos and then you just focused on your your maths and english um so you're right that that's a simpler thing to rig up if we take seriously the discussion we're having you, you need to have an awful lot of opportunities in order to sort of compel pupils to take them, to get them ready to be flexible and so on. That's a lot of money in, in human resources and facilities and a lot of moving parts and more to coordinate. But any good school, and I think HMC schools are good schools. I mean, it's not just that Regan's alone in doing this. Maybe we're doing a bit more of it. We're certainly trying to focus a bit more on it. Um, but independent schools have always known that, you know, the co-curricular really matters, and and the uh, the curriculum really matters. So they've always invested in a whole bunch of stuff. It's really sad at the moment, isn't it, that the state school sector, which is being starved of money, is having to prioritize maths. Who can blame it? You know, I would. But, you know, so music's dying. Mm. Um, there might even be a drift despite the cost of living. There might even be a paradoxical drift towards fee paying schools as the state sector gets more and more shrunk. And it's not, not simply because, you know, um parents who don't know anything think um you know uh independent schools uh, are just better per se it'll be that they really worry about this um shrinking back of mm. opportunities for children to roam around in to get stronger characters because all parents looking at their children they don't really give a damn about their exam results not not really um, they just want to know that their characters are being brushed toughened being made flexible You know, um, unenthralled ability to be happy. You know, this is what you want as a a, a parent, isn't it? Um, And I think there's a real chance that they'll look at uh, schools that are shrinking and shrinking and think that these these outcomes are less likely. Yeah. I mean I remember talking to, to Simon Platford, your director of
0: music, esteemed no, he Mr is Platford. He is really good. Yes. But uh, but he was saying that the more you, he's saying to the kids, the more you do, the better you do. Yeah. And um more, I think more some, get small. Well, we're in at eight and we don't go till six as it is. <laughs> um you know, there's, there's still that there is, a, is it an element of pressure, or is it just talking about the facts? I mean, well, you, you read these I amazing think, stories of re- entrepreneurs who I, get up at three in yeah. the morning and get to bed at midnight and yes. back
1: up at three, and they're just doing a million things. And as you know, Nathan, um, yeah, you know, we have them at Reekin. We've got people who are partly contributing towards their own fees through the money they make in their private business. Mm. Th- these are teenagers, and I always, you know, stand in awe and look at my boots when they when I'm talking to them. <laughs> um, but uh, I think Rikin is a very sane place. Um, uh, there are schools I've worked in, certainly, you know, some southeastern public schools where it's all about how good you are at stuff, um, and, and it's highly competitive. And so, kids, when when children become adolescent, they really become very self conscious if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you you might even remember it. Um, and but Rikin, um, we don't, we just basically say. Have a go at it. If, if, if you're good at it, that's cheating. Well done. You know, you'll get better. But if, and we've got people who are off the scale good at stuff. But uh, most of us just get a bit better when we have a go. And it's a fair contract. The pupils know it's, it, I'm only being asked, will I attempt this? And if it's quite hard, will I keep going? That's a fair fight. And I think actually we get that culture. I must give a puff to the school. And this, this is not my contribution. I think the reason I took the job, James, back to your question, I think it was. It, it was I just think that's really palpable. That they just have a go at stuff, and they get better in doing it. And they're not, they're not oppressed or burnt out or tense. You know, I mean, I'm touching wood here, but I, I would seriously advance the idea that the mental health um, of Rikinians is, is a little bit more sturdy than other places.
2: You touched on it. Um, What are some of the pupils doing? You said they're running their own businesses. What are they doing? Well, we've got a... a, 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 PR, uh, marketing, comms. Yes, Uh, old boys included here. Yes, Um,
1: Jack, take a nod. (laughs) Um, We've got uh, one boy who sold a, uh, a computer game, What He Wrote, to paraphrase... Ernie Wise, uh, to a toy firm in Ukraine before the war broke. Yeah, I mean, making some proper money out of it. Um, as Nathan knows, we opened a shop in the high street uh, before COVID, Retro Shack, uh, when uh, one of the business um, groups entered the competition to win £20,000. I have to say, I thought it was figurative money, but it turned out to be <laughs> £20,000. Actual £20,000. Uh, so and so they, they opened this business. Um, since that. Uh, I gave quite a bit of money 16,000 pounds to a group of pupils in the sixth form who made a pitch to me And the bursar and our director of marketing to open a coffee shop uh, a portable coffee shop in a horse box Um, You know, I'm not that stupid. I did find out what a reconditioned horse box could be reflogged on for (laughs) Uh, And off they go and they run the business and if it goes badly is there a lookout? The um, office for the new head, is, yeah. that, is that? The horse <laughs> box
0: will be re- yeah. repurposed. And it's a
1: damn good coffee. I, I've never heard anybody say anything other than this is like a high street coffee. The pupils are running that. So they're the little flavours. Tim um, is drinking green tea, by the way, just to sort of point that out uh, for podcast
0: only. And very good it is too. <laughs> but, but in terms of changes as well, we, we, we talked about some of the issues that are facing uh, education and also what the future of education looks like mm. with, with the pandemic. And I'm kind of stealing uh, James's question here, really. Um, but just trying to look at the online learning did... We can do better than other schools in adapting was it luckier than most well i'm or... pleased you've
1: narrowed it down this question to you know what happened in in covid because i feel i'm very thin ice talking about the future of education uh, and i'm yes, enormously of sort of pompous yeah apart <laughs> from the fact that yes i'm not going to be playing crown green balls but um yeah i am I, I, not comfortable with questions like you know what is what will what will, what will it look like i know that Dr. Anthony Seldon, um, ex-head uh, at Wellington College, has talked about AI and, and the, you know, the sunlit uplands of, you know, the future of education. I, I just don't know how he knows, really. But, um, yeah, in answer to your question, uh, the school got bigger, uh, you know, uh, the role got bigger, and we had a number of people who defected from both state and independent schools. Um, when they realized that, you know, uh, the team at Rekin were really cracking on from the get go. Uh, in fact, I was, perhaps it's just again, naive, but we were completely driven by fear. You know, we charge money for education. So <laughs> yes. you know, what are we going to do to keep this running, to justify charging? We, d- we reduced the fee. We reduced it up front. And I think that appealed to some parents who thought it was fair rather than just retrospective rebates. Um, and we really went into bat fast, uh, putting the whole thing online, assemblies, tutorials, even P lessons, um, you know, uh, as well as the whole academic thing. Um, and, yeah, I think it was done very well. I mean, I, I'm computer illiterate. Um, so this is, you know, like most good things about the school, nothing to do with me. But, my God, the team worked hard. Yes. And um, we, we got bigger. And I think our parents, you know, nice people, honest, frank, they can break your nose with a home truth. Um, but, you know, they, they, they basically sort of <laughs> said, this is really good. I've heard it's rubbish at my mate's school. So, you know, well done. Well done, the team at Recon. Great, And we yeah, got absolutely. bigger. We got And our boarding got bigger. Um, there are a few
2: paradoxes there. Mm. And has any of the online learning um, continued? Or? Good question. Um,
1: yes. I mean, I think online learning, you know, building your uh, learning hub, as we call it, other schools call it something different, um, there's so much good stuff now, isn't there? That that's recoverable. Um, you know, off YouTube alone, so all departments have got whole buckets of stuff that they can um, point to for extension exercises or to embed in lessons. Clips that have been put together, talking heads, podcasts. You know, um, this is my first, uh, but some pupils have already done ten. You know, this. <laughs> so yeah, that industry, James, is 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 out there and being built. Mm. Whether. Reekins is better than the next independent school. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't um, claim to know that. Mm. But, but yes, um, it's shifting. It was very interesting, though. Uh, one of the worries going into COVID was, Lord, if this is, goes really well, you know, why bother going into a school? Mm. And after all, this is the currency of children. You know, They spend their whole lives in at least three realms. I can hardly <laughs> cope with one. Uh, but you know, they're, they're, they're on WhatsApp and they're doing this and they multitask. Yes. Um, and to a man and a woman they all said, it's much better in the classroom. We need humans really, around that's us. Really I have to say, as somebody who's nearly dead, this was very, um, this was really heartening that there was no Brilliant. distinction between 12-year-olds and 59-year-olds, no distinction. Uh, and, I, and I was really surprised by that. Oh, real lesson, so much better, sir. You know, the, the vibe in the class, um, you know, sitting with people in, in real space, I thought with germs germs yeah that's right love, inoculating you know, yourself against the cold to get germs so so that that's interesting that's really that tells me that the appetite for the real classroom strongly remains yeah you said you weren't going to do crown green bowls <laughs> what what is the we... flat green bowls
0: um flat is green. what i'm
1: going to do it's a, more it a very specific weight wakefield <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> uh, i, I I don't, I really have no idea. And I was pleased to meet somebody yesterday um, who's a governor at an independent school who came from the allied schools to look around. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. She said, I did the same thing 10 years ago. I said, oh, we must talk further because it it does seem slightly odd not to, I know what I'd I'd like to do a bit of uh, sort of headhunting. I've alluded to that earlier, you know, um, but who will have me? I'd like to teach sixth formers English, but, you know, I can't work a computer. Who would have International? It? International uh,
0: horizons?
1: Well, I can't say I haven't been approached Great. to, to um, you know, be a head of a school overseas. Um, that's not my fault that I've been approached. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. Okay. And I, for the first time in 37 years of teaching, might have to sit in a chair over Christmas and think, who am I?